0: Before we dive into the Word of God, let's just have some quick announcement. And those who are staying at home, we've got good news for you guys. And those people who are still sleeping, we've got good news for you. So wake up, wake up, all you sleeper. So um, today is our communion day, communion Sunday, and we always have this communion every last day of the month. Okay? okay. Those, uh, those people that have idea, so we communion we, every last day of the month. And the second is we've got prayer meeting, daily prayer. So it's every day. <laughs> it's not just weekdays. It's not just weekends. But daily prayer just a reminder for you, those who are new or those are people who are not ticky. So you can you know ask assistance for your children, those at home, those parents that daily mo So ask your children to assist for you. Uh, you know, we've got announcement there in our website. We are the church at page. And that's daily prayer. And we've got weekly prayer here also in this church. Uh, this is not mandatory, but it's still up to you, guys. Uh, it's between you and God, you know. You should ask the Lord, that do I still need to go there to, for prayer? I'm afraid to travel, you know. So you need to ask that with, with God because it's between you and God. But we encourage you guys, we should be here because it's time for us, you know, since we are in a fellowship, um, those who are at home, we invi- we're invite. we inviting you to be here on Saturday. Not just on Saturday, but also today. <laughs> so we're inviting you for prayer meeting on Saturday, 5 p.m. Sharp. <laughs> sharp. <laughs> sharp. high sharp. Double-edged sword. And on Sundays, 2 p.m. services. So those who haven't, you know, it's been almost two years fellowship degree. So we're inviting you again to come here and register online. Just click WAC <laughs> FB page. <laughs> so that's and the last thing is we've got ba- new bank account under We Are the Church that will be displayed by the media. You'll see it there. And we've got the account number there in the announcement so those people is it oh it's here so you can see it there i don't need to to reiterate the not the the account number it's there you can see it so and also you can you can drop by you can drop your you can drop your your tithe and offerings there in a the bank account if you can't come here but you, we're inviting you Again, I reiterated, we're inviting you to come here to have a fellowship with us. We miss you guys, and dako namin, magandang ko namin tao guys. <laughs> so, we dilid namin mga koan, mga chicketing. So, we already grown. So, so let's dive into the Word of God and let's welcome our senior pastor, fresh from Lapu-Lapu City. Let's all welcome our senior pastor, Pastor Lloyd Bungabong. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Uh, Good afternoon. How are you today? Are you happy? I pray that God. Bless you today with this word of God before you uh, left leave this church. I'm praying that you will catch the word today. There are people, are there are people that you miss, and now they are they left us in this world. They pass away. So, have you experienced this kind of experience, or are we going to wait to experience? this experience. Uh, y- you know, there are people like me that I cannot see them anymore because they have passed away. And sometimes there will be regrets, no? Though when my sister died, my younger sister died, I really thank God because I was really praying for my family to hear the gospel and receive or believe the word of God. And God gave me this opportunity. This is a one-time opportunity because I tried many times to share to my sister. But she, when she was in the hospital, I have this opportunity to share with her the gospel. And I thank God that she accepted and received or believe the gospel and receive Christ as her her Lord and Savior. You know, this is a very rare opportunity that God gave to me. And I believe that God promises I keep on holding the promise that me, my family also, as I I believe in Christ and receive Christ, my family will be saved also. And that is the how God fulfilled his promise in my life so yes I will not see her anymore, but in heaven I will see her again so so I believe and I believe that one day you no know, one day you will also uh, share is the best thing that we can share to our loved ones because it is the effect is eternal. It's forever. When we believe the gospel as response of God's great love, we will be in the care of our God and be secure. And as Paul says in Romans chapter 8, chapter verses 38 to 39, it says that nothing can separate us. From the love of God. In verse 38, it says, I am convinced that neither death nor life, death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither presence or nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or neither uh, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we'll be learning in how God secure us under his care if we believe in his son, the Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this wonderful day of Father God Lord. We can, Father God Lord, learn your word of Father God from the book of Romans God. Lord, I pray your word will be clear, Lord, and Lord, let your spirit God, Flow in this room. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let your, prepare our hearts and our minds of Father Galo to understand your word. Let your word be alive today, O God, in this room, O God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Before I continue, let us have a review on what we learned in previous Sunday. In the book of Romans, Apostle wrote this book to reunite. The Church in Rome. What what happened to the Church in Rome? There is a conflict between the Jews and the Gentiles. This church is a mixture. You, you might be thinking, you might be thinking, how on earth can Paul unite this church if different uh different groups? Because the Jews, when they returned to Rome, they insisted to the Gentiles. To practice the law that they practice. Then, the apostle began to explain to them in chapter 1, all humanity is hopeless, trapped in sin, and it needs to be rescued. So, the Gentiles and the Jews, they are both guilty of sins before Christ. They say that the Jews are They are better than the Gentiles because they have the word of God. they be interested in the word of God. But the same happened to them. They sin against God. They break all the laws that God has given to them. And in chapter 2, the rescue, however, is not going to happen on trying to obey the law or the Torah. The five books, the first five books of the Bible. Apostle shows that the Jews failed to obey the law. In chapter 3, rather, God's righteousness has moved him to rescue the world through the death, through death and resurrection. And number 4, chapter 4, so that uh, God created a multi-ethnic family of Abraham-based faith as his New Covenant people. That's us. You know, there are a lot of Christians in different parts of the world, right? They are the people who believe the gospel. They accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, Jesus walked with us 2,000 years ago. Am I right? So, but he didn't sin, correct? He fulfilled the law for us. Jesus Therefore, is holy. Holy, therefore, he is righteous in everything he does. And we cannot be righteous in our own in our own way. We cannot be righteous. And in the I last Sunday I gave you the characteristic characteristics of God. The core characteristic of God. We cannot see righteousness, God, as righteous. Because righteousness is not a character. It is, a, it is the character is holy. Because he is holy, he is righteous. Because righteousness is the behavior. Behavior of one person who is holy. The word holy refers to a person. Character. And righteous refers to the person's behavior. If someone who is holy, he is righteous. The one who who is holy behaves righteously. The one who is holy will be righteous. Our loving God shows us that he is holy. And therefore... He is righteous. The holiness of God reveals everything he does. There was this story of the uh, employer and his employee. This employee works for him for five years. He, He really likes this employee. Because, number one, he is honest. He is hard working and always have overtime and he loves his work so the employer really fell in love with his employee. So he wanted this employee to become a manager but there is one problem. He doesn't have the credential. he doesn't have the ability to be a manager. And he doesn't know how to be a manager, but the employer decided that he will be a uh, manager. So he talked to this employee. He told him, "I want you to be the manager, because the employer was uh, planning to go vacation. So she can have someone who can entrust trust the company. But the employee says, sir, I don't know how to be.'" A manager. I love being an employee. But if you want me to manager, I will love because, I will love it because of the salary. <laughs> it's also of the position. Okay? But the manager told him, Do you believe that I can make you a manager? Okay, yes, I believe. But how, sir? Then he told the employee, Tomorrow, You will be a manager. So the employee was shocked. What? How am I going to do that? Then the employer revealed to him his plan that he will hire. He will get one of his best manager to train him every day. While on the training, he is a manager. His salary is high. His shirt is, his tag is employee, the manager. So does he deserve to be a manager? No. doesn't deserve. Because of the love of this employer, he became a manager. And six months after, there comes the evaluation. He evaluated. How are you doing as a manager? Then the result came. Because of his attitude. Because of his teachability. Because of his humility. He became a good manager. Not just a manager. He became a good manager. So Likewise, in our salvation, in Romans 3, chapter 3, 21, 23, it tells us that Christians have been judicially declared to be righteous. What does it mean? Do you have any idea? It means that at the moment of saving faith, you believe Christ as your savior. You believe what Christ did on the cross, pay the penalty of their sin. He declared that your conduct as a Christian is perfect. As Jesus is perfect. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1, it tells us that Christians are described as saints. Look at your neighbor. Saints. Saints. Saint Mark. Saint Gibson. Saint Chesa. Okay? When we receive the Lord, we are justified. We become saints. As it's not, it's not my own word. It's not from me. It's from the Bible. I'm reading from reading from the Bible. Thus, the word saints is the Greek. Word of holy, which is haggis. This means that God has declared Christians to be holy and righteous. Even though we are not on our daily walk. Do you agree with me? When we become Christians, who among you here becomes your... I know there There are difference. When we become Christians, before we love to do this. what is sinful there's no conviction when we receive Christ there is a conviction but still we make mistakes positionally before God no he considered Christians to be holy and righteous because of what is it because of what we did what we do because is it because of our good works? No, it is not because of our good works, because Christ did everything necessary for our salvation. He died on the cross to pay the penalty of sin. He did all the work for us. This is called what? Justification. Now, who else in the Bible was justified? You remember Father Abraham, not your neighbor, the one in the Bible, Father Abraham. Father Abraham, remember, he was justified before God. He's justified by God to be righteous because he believed God. It's you know, for me, it's very difficult to think about you no. Know, the situation of Abraham never heard God. You just hear the word of God. You never seen God. You just hear the word of God. Go to this place. I will make you a father of nation. Good if they are under 20s. Yes. Good if it is in 30s, 40s. But they are on the 90s. Still, Abraham believed in God. That's why our father in heaven justified, our God justified Abraham as righteous. In Romans chapter 4, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. It is in the word of God. Now, To the one who works, wages are are not credited as a gift, but as obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God, who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. So why did God do this? Because of his great love for us. If we think today that, oh, no one loves me because this thing happens to me. My friend left me. Nobody cares for me. My family doesn't care when nobody wants me. Because of your experience, you feel this way. But that is the lie of the devil. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says, But God demonstrates His own love. This is a very familiar passage. For us, in this, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Tell me now if God doesn't love you. God loves you, my friend. In Romans chapter 5, verse 19. For just as though this disobedience of one man, many were made sinners. So also the obedience of one man, many will be righteous. You know, who is this guy who brought sin to the earth? Do you know in the Bible? Who disobeyed God? His name is Adam. He disobeyed God. Sin came into the world. Then, many has fallen into sin because of this man. But who is this guy who loves us so much? In his obedience, many are made righteous. Who is this guy? Do you know? His name is Jesus. Jesus. He is our Lord and our Savior. In Romans chapter 5, verse 20, it will be Reading a lot of verses today, because I don't want you to think this is my own idea. In Romans chapter 5, five verse 20, the law was brought to us so that trespasses might increase. But where sins increase, grace increases the more. So that just in sin reigns to death, and also grace might reign to righteousness and brings eternal life through Christ Jesus. The law was brought to us so that the trespass might increase. Is the law good? Yes, it is our guide. From the law, we will know if we please God or we sin against God. But the law magnifies every heart in that part of the world. In Israel. Magnifies the heart that it shows us that the heart is sinful. None of those people on that day pleases God. Never break the law. Everyone sinned against God. So where sin increases, grace increases all the more. Where sin increases, grace. Increase all the more, so as just sin rain death, so also grace might reign through righteousness and brings eternal life in Christ Jesus. Is this our license to sin? Yes, we are saved, but when we sin, grace increases all the more. In Romans chapter six, verse one, this is the answer of Paul: Is this our license to, to sin? Shall we say then, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. You know what is this word, by no means? It's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) It's a very strong word. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. And how can we live it any longer? Have you died to sin when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ? You know, when you receive, when I receive the Lord Jesus Christ, I admit that I cannot be righteous. I can only be self-righteous. <laughs> I cannot be righteous. So, I admit, I set aside myself, my old self, that I embrace the righteousness of God. I died to my old self, and I live in the righteousness of God. So we died in our sins already my friend. In verse 6 for we know that we the all self were crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with and what should and that we should no longer to be slave to sin. We are no longer slave to sin. You can say sin no more stop sinning because we are no longer slave to sin because anyone who died because anyone who has died has been set free from sin but now you have been set free we are set free from sin we have become the slave of who? We are slave of God. The benefits of uh, you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in the Lord Jesus. So, my brothers and sisters, Paul says, You also died in the law the body of Christ that you might belong to another to him who raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit of God Apostle will give an illustration about this it says that you also died to the law of through the body of Christ he says in a verse before this this is that if a husband and wife okay the wife cannot have sexual relationship with another man or else you will be adulterous because of the law because they are husband and wife if the husband died can the can the woman marry another man and have a sexual relationship can she be adulterous the answer is no, because the husband died already. He is free from the law. She can choose another person to have a sexual relationship if he married that person, because he is free from the law. Likewise, as if he died on a sin, we are no longer you know, under the law, but we are under the grace, the grace of God. In Romans eight chapter one. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those on Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ, because through Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives us life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. the The law of the Spirit is the gospel of Christ. Who set us free. And the law of sin and death is the law of God. That we can find it in the Old Testament. Now, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Do you have the Holy Spirit when you receive Christ? Amen? We have the Holy Spirit. He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit. Who lives in you. I will explain to you later. What does it mean? Let me continue to read the next verse. In verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helped us in our weaknesses. What? The Spirit helped us in our what? Weaknesses. Weaknesses. We did not know what to pray. We did not know even what to pray. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us in wordless groans. What? the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And he who searches our heart, who searches our heart, the Holy Spirit knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. What is this? Earlier we talked about justification. And this is now we are talking now sanctification justification is 100% work of God, amen well, sanctification is partnership of me of you of everyone else and the who? partnership of us and the Holy Spirit what we read earlier the Holy Spirit is in us. Sanctification is partnership with the Holy Spirit. Sanctification, after we become, we are justified. We still make mistake, right? We still do mistake. So when we first receive Christ as our Lord, our Savior, no, from a natural man, a natural man does not have, do not receive the Lord, doesn't have the Holy Spirit. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we become a baby Christians. Who among you here, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you become perfect. We first become a baby Christian. From the baby Christian, we understand the baby Christian. They make a lot of mistakes. From the baby Christians, we grow to. Carnal Christians. We grow to carnal Christians. We're not baby anymore. We have grown, but we still make mistakes. Who among you here never makes mistakes or sin after you receive the Lord Jesus Christ? None. Then the final is that spiritual man. He is the matured Christian. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is called sanctification. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Jesus Christ to do what? Good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For God prepared in advance for us to do. God is all-knowing. He knows the past, the present, and He knows also the future. So our good works is The fruit of who we are right now. It is not the root. It is the fruit of being a Christian. It is not our own. The root is our own good works. But our good works, it is the fruit. Justification is 100% God. Meanwhile, the sanctification is partnership with the Holy Spirit. So sanctification number one. It is the work of God. In Romans eight chapter eighteen it says, "It is by the Spirit that we are able to put death, uh, put to death the deeds of the body." We, we, it means our sin. So before we don't know Christ, and we don't have the Holy Spirit, we are a natural man. But we are justified and as I told you we go through the face of baby Christians then carnal, carnal Christians and a spiritual Christian. sanctification number 2 involves our cooperation take note the imperative in Galatians chapter 5 in verse 16 walk by the spirit walk by the spirit not by the flesh live by the spirit and keep in the step with the spirit sanctification number three sanctification is ongoing process are you happy about this it is our ongoing process whereas justification is once and for all sanctification is continuous process a lifetime process while we are here on earth where we can grow in holiness The Greek word verb of walk in the spirit, in verse 6, translated in the Greek word is paripatio, which means to go about and to walk around. Number four, the goal and measure of sanctification is Christ-likeness. We are growing from glory to glory to become more like christ we will not become Christ, but we will not. It's different. We will become like Christ. So. So the purpose of the sanctification is to transform us, transform us, from glory to glory, to be Christ likeness. The measurement of become Christ likeness is not. Uh, it's not because you always attend the the Sunday school or Sunday service or Bible, uh, Bible study or lesson study or giving worship attendance or daily reading, number of visits, number of contacts made. No, it's not. It is in the heart. What we bear, fruits. You can tell the tree by its fruits. Five, number five, primary instrument of sanctification, it is the word of God. So Jesus prayed for his disciples, sanctify them by the truth, your word of truth in John 17, verse 17. We are all in work in progress, amen? So when you come here, when you come here, nobody can judge you someone who can correct you or lovingly tells you if there's something wrong that you do and you need to accept it you cannot find a perfect church because we are all still you know, in our own ways needs sanctification yes we are justified We need sanctification. In Romans 8, our verse, Romans 8, chapter 38, verse 9, for I am convinced neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, or any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ in Christ Jesus. This is what Paul wrote Romans. Because of God's love, we can talk all about this, what I mentioned earlier. Because of Jesus God's love, you know, we are saved, we, we are justified, and we are sanctified. And because of uh, His great love for us, He fulfills the love for us. He obeyed the Father, you know, our Heavenly Father, and death, even death to the cross. Without Christ, we can never be holy and righteous. Never. Only through through God we can, can be holy and we can come to our Father with peace with our Father. In John 14, verse 6, I am the way, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We can never be righteous except the righteousness of Jesus Christ that we receive as a gift. This is how much Jesus loves us. No matter your, the condition of your life, no matter how sinful you are, you've been, no matter how deep you drag yourself down to the bottom, destroy yourself, no matter how hopeless you become, no matter how tired you are in your life, no matter how much you destroy your life, the Father is inviting you to believe in His Son, Lord Jesus Christ, that He paid the penalty of sin on the cross. To believe the gospel, believe Christ's work on the cross, and to admit that we cannot never be holy in our own strength. We never be saved in our own strength. So, you die on yourself. You die on yourself and live in Christ as we believe the gospel. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old is God. The new is here. The old is dead. The new is here. You are a new creation. Jesus, what does it mean? Jesus will give us a new start, whoever you are. A new start in your life. If we believe Him, believe in the Lord Jesus. So, be humble to admit that you are a sinner. And be humble to admit that you cannot save yourself. That you need Jesus to justify you. And save you. And acknowledge his kingship. That he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. So as response of his great love. That not, no one can separate. Let us surrender a life today. In Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord thank you. Father love for your word. For your son, our God, Lord. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you humble ourselves, Father God, word help us to admit that we cannot save ourselves, Father Lord, forgive us of all our sins and our trespasses of God. Cover us with your precious blood. And whoever wants to receive the Lord, if you want to receive the gift that Christ offers to us. First, I want you to raise your hand. You, God, to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Today, that did on the cross 2,000 years ago. I would like to invite Pastor uh, Jepson and Pastor James. receive from the Lord what I am also passed to you. The Lord Jesus, in the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. When he gave thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you.
0: Send your son to die for us, Lord, for the blood that you shed on the cross, Father, but there is nothing that we could do to, to gain your love, Lord, we cannot please by our actions, we cannot please by our anything, without submitting our heart, Lord, and this afternoon
1: the same way after supper he took the cup and sang this is the
0: Father Jehovah, we we pray we declare life in this blood, Father God, and we declare, we proclaim your coming, Jesus, you know, your second coming as you arrived and you you resurrected us and you met us as your bride, as earth, Father, and we pray that this blood will remind us of your suffering, of the, the thing that is about to come. In the name of Jesus, I pray. First, as we, um, as we get reminded by the Word of God today, um, we find that it's hard to follow, to be strictly, to strictly follow the rules and regulations that God has for us. But through the, His Son, Yeshua, He gave us the right to do it and He gave us the courage, the encouragement to do it and to live by faith and through His Spirit. So, so as we sing the songs, and before we sing the songs and we close this fellowship, let's all pray that God will give us the heart, the renewed heart, the total renewed heart, the renewed mind that He, that he prophesied for us. Because He said, I will give you a new flesh. That means you will have a new flesh and literally will got a new heart and he said, I will give you a new spirit. And that when he give us a new spirit, and new flesh, we need to live it in accordance with his word on how he called that flesh and spirit to live upon. So as we stand, we will declare the salvation that we receive through the name of Yeshua, Jesus, where it is found through the name of Jesus, right? So we're going to sing the song and declare found in you. Can we all stand, please? And as we pray, continue praying for our lives, for people, for other people's lives. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for, be, for reminding us the things that we have encountered a long time ago, Father. The things... You know that you have given us especially your Holy Spirit your spirit that is within us from the beginning father and father help us to use it mightily and help us to use it honestly father with integrity father God That we will become that we will endure in the last days of our lives father and this I pray in the name of Yeshua Jesus your son our Savior Amen and amen.